It is the morning of the 24th of July 2019. Good morning and welcome to PBE Daily, the early mornings and late night podcast. I am Point Blank Ibumbi. Thank you very much for joining me this morning. I took the time to actually make a lot of conscious decisions as far as this particular podcast was concerned because this one's a sensitive one in the sense of I, I want to handle it the very right way. But before we get into that, uh, yesterday evening was spent not creating at all. I've recently discovered that forcing myself to be productive when my mind is not present to actually do that doesn't help the the thing I'm trying to solve. And the only solutions that actually make sense are the ones where you sit back and you tell yourself, okay, dude, since this is how you want to do it, maybe consider not doing it now because you have no clear line of how to do it. And probably the best way to actually go about it is marinate the idea in your head and after you marinate the idea in your head come up with a proper play of, of events on how this particular product is supposed to be created or this particular drawing is supposed to be done and it hasn't failed me yet by actually putting things in that kind of perspective i've been able to actually make things work to the precision precision if you will that i'm actually looking for and i i was watching this clip side watching it and mostly listening to it as i was making the image for today's podcast and it was of a, a, a former professor who got into production in hollywood and he talked about how we tend to not notice that we all have the same number of days hours in the day and it's just different a difference between the productive people and people who procrastinate more often to actually know how much time they use in a day for the constructive work and can you quantify to what extent you use it in your day? I'm trying. I try as much as possible to quantify the number of minutes that I spend in transit, in conversation with people I care for and, and people I love, and in interaction with both workmates and with people in business and in in my different facets that I actually touch on. And I would like to make myself a more productive person because I don't think I'm productive enough, but I'm also not going to force myself to be productive when I know for a fact what I'm trying to produce is not coming to life properly. It's a delicate balance, and like yesterday's podcast, the island of creativity and the continent of reason are still trying to find a way to merge with each other and find a bridge that actually works. Currently, the bridge is made of wood. We're going to fix that. Everything in good time. Today's podcast was actually inspired by something I have found as a good alternative to what I've been intending to do in the in, in the month of late July and early August. I wanted to get into watching 1970s material, 1970s movies, and uh, listening to 1970s uh, radio shows and listening to uh, stuff like that. But the one person who actually came in perfectly handy was after watching the movie, uh, the remake of the Pet Cemetery. I was really curious about the writings of Stephen King. In the last couple of years and in the in the, in the years to come, I've noticed that Stephen King products are actually being revamped and they're being relaunched and some of which have never been even seen the screen actually being taken as intellectual property to actually be turned into uh, films and TV shows. And side note, did you know that Hollywood normally auctions stories that come to different production houses? You could literally come up with a story that people enjoy. Then you have a, 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 a company pitch it in Hollywood and it's auctioned out and then the money that is made from the auction the company that was that took your book your story to the auction makes its money and you make the millions thereafter or the hundreds of thousands thereafter so that's just a side note I wanted to put into in, in there as we go and the product that I actually took in today sorry yesterday when I got to the office was I, I have the audiobooks of some of Stephen King's work and the first audiobook I, I listened to was uh, the story of uh, I think it came out in 1974 the book was called Carrie 
and Carrie is the story of a teenage girl who discovers her telekinetic powers and because she's being bullied her powers took a turn for the worst and if you haven't read it I think that's good enough way to lay it out for you so you can actually go ahead and the thing that actually led to this particular podcast was what was said in the forward of the story and Stephen King was a struggling writer at the time uh, for, for articles in, in local newspapers where he grew up and he never really thought he could actually go the extra mile of making uh, of making novels and he had an idea that felt it should belong in a novel and just based off of a person of two people he lost as far as being in proximity to them growing up with them and how they, they experienced bullying and after being bullied for so long some of them took their own lives and when he looked at that he tried to make a few pages come to life and his wife found the scraps of paper that he, he threw away because he didn't want to discard that idea and she is the one who encouraged him to actually come in even if they were going through dire constraints she's the one who encouraged him to to put the story together and the interesting thing about that was when I, when I was starting to listen to the audiobook I was having a conversation with a certain friend of mine and the conversation I was having with her I had this idea of another alternative podcast that I'd like to make based upon the compliment I've been getting about how I use my voice in certain ways and since I've always been curious to make something that could turn into borderline an audio uh, book for entertainment that touches on passions and the the erotic nature and she told me that it wouldn't hurt to do the enough research behind that and actually put that together so in time i think i'll put something together for the ladies to enjoy and the few gentlemen who will take the time to listen to it maybe you'll get a hint or two of how to romanticize that who you wish to affectionately deal with if i may so to come back to the story of carrie when i listened to the forward of the story that was supposed to be seven hours of listenership Stephen King was the first person to say I as Stephen King am not probably the perfect person to tell the story of a woman but I hope to sensitively enough tell this story and by the time I'm done with the story even a woman can relate to it and even a woman can enjoy listening to it or listen or even reading the book and it reminded me of how I've always been hesitant or I've always taken patience as an angle towards the kind of stories I'd like to tell. Hear me out. The female tale, I sometimes feel it should come from the perspective of a woman. Only a woman can tell me the struggles of which they experience. I cannot be one to wake up in the morning and start telling a woman what to do with her body number one. And America is going through the thick of it right now because they're trying to tell women how or when to have an abortion or how or when to have a child, which is the wrong place to actually speak i am the wrong person to try and tell a woman how to be as far as her sexuality is concerned i am the wrong person to dictate to a woman what her orientation is and i am the wrong person to try and tell a little girl what she should consider beauty and what she should consider uh masculinity it's not my place to talk and i know that that actually kind of puts me in a bad in a in a, in a, in a corner because should it be god's will i probably will be a father to a girl and i'll probably be a father to a son and i look at it and i think about certain things in my life that actually led me to even take the pauses and contemplations that i actually take as far as trying to tell the narrative of a woman and the first thing that came come come came to mind is my oldest brother he he was ex- him and his wife were expecting their firstborn child and after after trying so hard to get a kid 
I sat down with him and he was elated to actually tell me that they're expecting a kid. And the thing that actually struck me was when he said, I pray it's a girl. And I, sat, I was kind of confused because, and don't hold it against me, it's just the way I've seen things happen in my upbringing. And in most cases, men wish they could have a son first so they could defend the women in the family. But when I asked him, just being devil's advocate but why would you say that and blah 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 he goes it's always been the first inkling i've had as far as being a parent i would like to be the parent to a girl first and truth be told his prayers were answered yes he he got a beautiful baby girl and she's one of my favorite nieces if not all of them because let's let's be honest when you try to say you have favorites it's kind of a lie you you'd spoil all of them accordingly it's just the one who starts becoming a brat is the one you'll be like okay i, I dislike you a little bit but i've been blessed uh, so my my nephews and nieces have actually been awesome and when i think about that situation of him trying to tell that tale i i start thinking back about okay let's think about the, the female figures i've grown up with and I've said it time and again on this podcast, my mother is one of my biggest inspirations because I've never seen my mother employed. She's been her own boss. She's been making boss moves forever. And when I saw that, I've always wanted to make it clear to most people that it's not really the patriarchy if the matriarch is the one that constructs the lives of the children that come after. I mean, the patriarch is probably the standing order, but if the child is raised to respect his mother and the women in his life, he'll be sensitive to what needs to happen there's no perfect template of how to raise a child but I'd, I'd, I'd like to say based upon how I, I grew up that a respect I have for women is based upon how I've seen the way my mom does things the way my mom executes her, the things that she cares for and even in the relationships that I've been in I, I try to go for a dominant uh, type female in that I'd, I'd, it's not about me being uh the man and having her be eternally submissive to me but i'd like to be an ally who they adore enough to actually want to be even passionate towards so those are the kind of things that i actually think about and then when you think about uh power figures and for example i mean one of my my first pieces of research when i was trying to find the stories of women worth speaking on because i know even from my products that the, the dominant characters in my, in my in my stories have been male figures and male characters and i am yet outside of uh, K63 which I did for Form Nigani I am yet to write anything else that has the female figure as the lead and it's because I've been marinating on different ideas take for example the female figure I've made a, a portrait of for this particular podcast and she is a story that I've been working on on and off for a while and it's it's still where uh, it's still waiting on the fact that I haven't found the perfect way to make her story flow perfectly because we, I don't have her perfect villain yet. I have vague ideas, and as I continue to get informed, I'll make notes therein. And there's other stories that I actually put together, like say, for example, earlier this year, I told I told you guys I put six or so uh, chapters together of another story I'd like to make of, of another female figure that I have, and I didn't also want to piggyback off of how yes Hollywood has taken the time to start having female characters take the forefront I mean we're, we're now living in a world where the next James Bond is going to be a female character and an African American female or a, an Af a, a, a female character of African descent I don't think she's American I think she's British but that's neither here nor there if 
if anything i'm fascinated by actually taking the actions to do that but these are all fictitious characters and i hope to play my my part in the contribution of this because i've got four sisters and i'd like to have my sisters also think that i don't see them as just other members of the species who should be dismissed when they have opinions i mean some of the most educated members of my family are female that's not playing that down my friend it is a fact and i for one i'm grateful for it and i'm bettered by seeing the strength and the resilience that they have within themselves and hopefully i I do them justice with everything i create thereafter k63 for example is one, one thing that there's certain parts of that story i wrote and my sister one of my sisters did something close to what was in those chapters and we had never spoken about it we had never even remotely spoken on the on the topic and to see that actually resonate without the words being uttered was one of the happiest moments of my life because it meant i did her justice and i did my sister's justice with that story and now that i'm getting older and i'm getting more more curious as, as far as the ways i would take stories i mean not in a relationship trying to date but i'm not really dating trying to not be this uh chauvinistic pig trying to not be this person who objectifies everything about women all these things have to be taken into consideration i mean i come from the world of comic books also and the world of comic books the sad part is the the epitome period of where i actually was consuming most comic books the characters were very 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 skimpily dressed because the angle they were taking was to actually touch on the the way that the sexualization of the character would actually draw teenage boys who are learning about their sexuality that was the draw in for them and to think on the line of okay now think about the chicks who are growing up reading this stuff and how they actually may not be comfortable with that which they see and we also live in a time where currently the filming of uh, an independent female hero of uh, the second female independent hero who's being done into comic book films is happening i mean scarlett johansson is is returning as the black widow and she's getting her own standalone movie which we thought would probably never happen and the next thor movie that's being put into production a female character takes on the mantle of thor which has already happened in the books and it's just a continuation of the tale and now the female thor is about to take the wings and and rise to the occasion and granted i'm seeing people taking the the opportunity to troll the the situation and start mocking what could potentially happen but we're not going to pay attention to negativity we're going to keep it positive every step of the way i pray them all the success in the world because by doing so it actually makes it possible for stories that that i hope to tell will actually be kept in perspective i also i'm conscious of the fact that the the, the character batwoman is about to be a tv series and they've already got into production they're about to launch it i'm also aware of the fact that in some cases and these are just my biases and probably assumptions i've made which are wrong but in some cases i'm noticing that the story is being told about the female characters as far as female characters they feel it has to be overly sexualized in the sense of trying to understand the gender sensitivity that need to be needs to be put in 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 film but i'm also hopeful in the sense of certain films that are being created also show dominant female characters although i fear that they may play down the intellect that they had and just focus on the raunchy side of their lives because sex sells kind of sucks but it does and it's the film of catherine the great and catherine the great is probably one of my favorite uh, 
historical figures from from Russia and the fact that she was a patron of the arts and she pushed the agendas as aggressively as she possibly could to actually make uh, Russia a competing force in the world and away from that that she was sexually free and she took full advantage of the fact that she was sexually free and the promiscuity that is actually looked at I mean when 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 it comes to female characters they say it's promiscuity but when it comes to male characters they call it soiling their oats and it's it's kind of hilarious and one of the things that actually makes me glad that I came across the book by Andrew Ma uh, A History of the World which I've the, it dominated the very first couple of episodes of this podcast and in that in that particular book they touched on the two ladies who made it possible for the sexual liberation to happen as far as making females able to actually hit the workspace comfortably and not worry about um, uh, their parents and stuff and, and being impregnated when they don't they're not prepared to have themselves be impregnated and it was basically the pill it was the story of the pill and how the pill has made it possible for for females to actually hit the workspace running and I know at least two three women in my life who are suffered the most aggressive forms of cramps and when, when those things happen I, I, I as a man there's not much you could do you could hope to give them a form of comfort and you could probably give them anything that they, they desire for you to have but for them to have the comfort they're looking for but there's only so much you can do as a man and the last thing you want to do is be the one who actually becomes the one who aggravates the situation by making them angry so it's still one of those uncharted waters that is the bermuda triangle to men we do not know how to deal in that particular period that we hope we truly hope we'll find a way to find compromise and balance in that situation but as it returns to the whole idea of telling the female narrative and the female story i have at the top of my head two female stories I hope to write the one on the cover of this podcast and the one that comes that I've been I've, I've hinted at it in my in my Instagram account for the company but I never really went into it because there were so many other things that came up as far as trying to get other commissions to put together so when the time comes and the moment is right I will write these narratives properly because the character that you see on, the, on on this podcast cover is the leader of a team and the team is of three two men led by a woman and they all are representations of the power force that is the continent of africa and in more ways than one i'd like to treat them with the sensitivity that is required and I'd, I'd like to show them with the strength that they require I, and i'd like to make them desirable i'd like to not have them have certain tropes that we've been assuming as what are the aesthetics of beauty i'm i'm also learning the way to potentially tell their stories in the perfect way so as i continue to polish up on that which is to be these particular stories my hope is by the time i get to now making the thing come to life and i'm releasing it to the world the world receives it perfectly my fear is not the jumping onto a bandwagon or my fear is not to be at the tip top of what is the running craze i'd rather make a product that actually would be timeless in that when whichever wave it hits when it happens it's a success because right now we are predominated in every forms of entertainment by the stuff that was actually literature way back when and by way back when i mean in the 1800s leading up to the 2000s and also sometimes even further back because something that was actually hinted at in 
the one of the pieces of entertainment I was listening to was the fact that the Iliad was written thousands of years ago but it still makes revisits into how stories are told in the current day so with that being in mind I hope to do the necessary and make the stories that actually would be inspiring as much as possible so wish me luck as far as I go with this story and hopefully it will suffice to the world in general because yes I want my characters to be sexy but I don't want them to be so sexualized that it is the last thing you consider it is it, that is the first thing you consider I, I, I like the sex they're, they're, they're being sexy to be the footnote so as it has been a rule in the way I deal with relationships I hope to make it a rule also in the way I read my books because I'll say this yes the first thing that attracts me to a woman is the physical appearance that they have but then I take my time to conversate with this person and as I conversate with this person the better I get to know their mind the better it gets for me because it just goes that yeah she does this she does that she's brilliant this way this way this way and she's hot as hell that's how I'd like to put it because and not to be crass not to be lewd but to bust a nut takes a shorter time but the conversation you have on that pillow before you bust a nut again now there lies the truth consider that if you will <laughs> I know some people take great offense to that but hey need to grow up here that was just me coming from a very 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 honest place with that being said I'll call this episode to a close I'm grateful that I actually get to have you more listening into the ideas that I'm currently on still on that practice run to make digital paintings become a fast paced thing that I do drawing closer and closer to Friday Friday evening for those who are going to be in Nairobi I will be rocking the Alchemist Light Club come join me hang fun with me I'll predominantly be on stage you'll probably just watch me yell at you to tell you to actually lift your hands or to actually get you to be dancing and just ride the wave of the music that's happening I have a great ensemble of DJs who are going to be playing with me so we intend to usher in the month of August in the best way possible and I'm I'm, st- I'm still concerned that there are five Fridays in the month of August it's like the, the month has 31 days and it put itself in pocket like it knew exactly how to space itself out greater good I guess we'll just make sure that the math we make spreads perfectly out there say it with me be Caesar or be nothing at all God bless, be good and until tomorrow Uno <laughs>